1: Welcome to The Favorites, the Super Contest edition, that means it's Friday, I am Chad Millman of the Action Network, joining me, my beautiful baby, my beautiful, beautiful baby, Black Jack Fletcher. What's happening? Today we have... It's good to see you in person again. Pink champagne, Mm -hmm. we are celebrating the fact that we are reunited, and it's... Feels so good. There's a lot of singing on this show. Uh, you brought me a quiche, a ham and cheese quiche, which I'm loving. Mm-hmm. Blackjack did. As you know, or if you don't know, this is the Friday Super Contest edition of the Favorites Podcast. We go through any every NFL game, and we have to agree on five games against the spread that we are going to submit for the Westgate Super Contest, so we can win 1.4 million dollars in blackjack. We have been destroying it lately and destroying it like in a good way, like moving up the charts, getting closer to the money. Yeah. I don't know where we are. I just know our record is good.
2: Yeah. We're starting to sniff the money.
1: Sniff the money. We're, we're getting Because we had a bad start. We're getting there. Listen, this is a massive show, a massive show. It's almost like we're we're moving into... Variety show territory.
2: that's where we need to be.
1: You know? Because later on today, we have, at the end of the show, our very first guest. Our very first interview on the Favorites podcast. This person is going to be nominated for an Oscar this year. There's no doubt about it. And it is the person, uh, for the movie, what, what, that is the... Those are the champagne bubbles. The fizzling. You're throwing me off here. Uh, This person is going to be nominated for the movie that you and I are dying to see together. A star is born. He happens to be an. I'm not naming him yet. He happens to be. Oh, there's a big reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. He happens to be an avid listener of the podcast. He sent in props. He sent in props. He knows we're talking about like how many times I'm going to cry. He's in a, a movie. fan of our show. Hey, so he sent in props on how many times we'll cry, when we'll cry, etc. But, and we're super excited. We did the interview. He was hilariously funny. Such a good guy. Blackjack hit him up for like his next big move about a thousand times. It was Blackjack
2: a is going to be writing the next great American screenplay. Yeah. So, okay. so, Any ideas you may have, forward this way.
1: Yeah, because then he'll give you credit. Blackjack and Absolutely. I are going to see the movie on November 6th, okay? This is Friday. We're going to see it on Tuesday, November 6th. We're going to have to go to some theater in Brooklyn because that's the only place it's going to be playing by then. We are going to see A Star is Born Together. We're going to bring these prop sheets. Here's the thing. We are inviting you. One special guest... One special guest who listens to the favorites, the first listener of the favorites to call our favorites hotline and leave a message that you will join us for the movie in Brooklyn will join us. We will not pay for you to come to New York if you don't live here. (laughs) We will not pay for you to get to the theater. We will buy you a ticket. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We will buy you uh, your, your candy popcorn of choice, a soda of choice.
2: And I will be smuggling liquor into the theater. So if you would like to add a
1: nip to that soda, we'll have that's a that's on me. Here is the hotline number. Two zero three Can I can I read the number? Now you can. Two zero three four eight nine six six four seven. Again, I'll do it slower so you can write it down. Two zero three. Four eight nine. The first person who calls the hotline, says, I'm in New York, or I'm going to be in New York, or I want to go to Brooklyn with you guys to see A Star is Born, play the prop game, see how many times Blackjack and I cry together, how many times Bradley Cooper cries, how many times Lady Gaga cries. Then you can see of our very special guest at the end of the show, and if his props were right, he's going to win an Oscar. I really hope he does. You're going to join us, and I'll buy you a ticket and a popcorn and a soda. Very generous. I'm a giver. I gave to you. I give to
2: you every day.
1: You do, in a big, big way. Uh, Listen, first up, as I said, we're practically a variety show. Um, We've asked you guys to review the podcast on iTunes, and the best reviews will be read by Georgina. So before we get to the games, let her rip, Georgie.
3: Pugstead writes... The Friday show with Chad and Blackjack is a borderline religious experience where I learn what picks to fade for my week and my wife questions where she went wrong in marrying me. Five stars.
1: Wow. Religious experience. And and it has someone out there questioning their relationship choices. We've
2: succeeded. Those are the two things that Blackjack sought to do when he... Entered into this agreement to do this podcast. I
1: don't know if I'm going to be able to sustain. If, and I don't think you are either. Blackjack will be fine. <laughs> you, you're going to do a spit take right now. You are going to do a spit. There is going to be champagne no. coming no. through no. your nose.
2: No. Blackjack can hold his liquor.
1: We are sponsored today by Pink Champagne, Barefoot Bubbly. <laughs> Barefoot Bubbly. Only the best for Blackjack's boy. Should we get to the games? We We got should. a lot to do. We should. Got a lot to do. Georgina.
3: Atlanta at Washington. Skins by one and a half.
1: Can I just say before we get to that, I'd really like people to keep reviewing the podcasts on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Because it helped people discover the podcast. We have a lot of listeners. We'd like millions. More. We are greedy. Millions. We are greedy fuckers, and we have egos the size. Champagne's of, going to someone's. Head. We have egos the size of this champagne bottle. We need to rocket up the charts. We need more five star reviews. We need to be the a star is born of podcast. We need people to hear this podcast and cry in a good way.
2: Leave a review. Make it good. Five stars.
3: Oh, he's drunk, and he's only referring to himself in the third person.
1: Did Georgina go? Did she read the first line? Yes. Atlanta
3: at Washington. Skins by one and a half.
1: Redskins, let's go. Yep. Done. Georgina, next.
3: Detroit at Minnesota. Vikings by four and a half.
1: Vikings, done. Let's go. Yeah.
3: Pittsburgh at Baltimore, Ravens by
1: three. Yep. All right. First of all, let me just explain the Redskins and the Vikings a little bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Redskins line is is insane. That line is inferring that the Falcons are the better team when you account for the home field advantage that Washington has. The Falcons are not a better team than Washington In, on any side of the ball right now, and the Redskins add Haha ha Clinton Dix. I can't... Blackjack can't say that name without laughing. Um, they add him to their secondary. There's, there's no way the Atlanta Falcons are a better team than Washington. None. Redskins, Stunning to me. The Redskins are
1: cruising right now. I man. think... I said to Scooch the other day on the Favorites podcast, um, he, hung a, he hung a bad line here. And I don't know if it's because of the bye... Um, that they're giving Atlanta a little bit more um, credit. but And right now, Atlanta, I'm looking at the Action Network app. Atlanta's getting the money. Yeah, they are. It's I mean,
2: insane. It, it, listen, the buy is great, but is Deion Jones coming back? Is Keanu Neal coming back? No. 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 And every Jake's, game you watch them play. Find me some Barefoot Bubbly. They're the, they're the walking wounded. I mean, that team just keeps losing guy after guy after guy. Dreadful.
1: The Redskins are rolling, man. I don't know why 53% of the bets and 63% of the money are on the Falcons. That, to me, indicates that like either the Wise Guys haven't played this or the Wise Guys are waiting to see what happens. I just don't believe that the Wise Guys are coming in on the Falcons. And,
2: And you would know this even better than Blackjack. Over the last year and a half, the supposed Wise Guys have loved this Atlanta Falcons team. This is like their darling. They bet the Atlanta Falcons last year every damn week. It was the Falcons, the Falcons, the Falcons. And it's been the same story this year, even with the injuries and everything else. And it's like, at some point, you have to watch what's
1: happening on the field, and the Falcons just don't have the manpower. I, uh, I've never been on the Falcons. I hate the Falcons. I've always hated the Falcons. Blackjack does, too. I think they're frauds. Agreed. The Vikings, um, we did a story on Action Network yesterday that sort of power rates the games based on our ratings. From... should be Six. Well, we had it at uh, five. Five and a half.
2: Blackjack says six. Blackjack whatever. says six. I mean.
1: Blackjack works at the Action Network. His, his thoughts are included there, burping up the bubbly. His are. Um, so you're just getting value here. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, this was one of like four games where it, there was the most. Actually, this game in that story on ActionNetwork.com or in the app. Download it now. Free app. Free app. Free app. Um, did I mention it's free, the app? No. It's free. Okay. Uh, this game had the largest discrepancy between our rating and with the line that was posted. Mm-hmm. This is entirely because of Adam Thielen fumbling the ball at the end of the first half. That's it. That's what people are seeing. The Vikings go into a skid after that. They get blown out. They potentially, they, they likely win that game. They're up 16 10, 20 10. It's a different ball game. Whatever. 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 I know you're giving me a look. You're ready to pounce. But I'm telling you. Oh, no. WWW.zipit.
2: The point is: Are we really doing Doctor Evil references
1: in 2018? The point is: The Vikings are the right side in this game. Agreed. All right, we don't like the Steelers and the Ravens. I mean, bizarre. I kind of like the Ravens in this game, but no, I don't. No, think, no, 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 I don't no, feel no, str- no. okay. Not right. right. messing with the Ravens. Not messing with the Ravens. Were you no Edgar Allan Poe fans here, huh?
2: No, ah. Uh, Actually, Blackjack did watch a little bit of The Pit and the Pendulum last night. It was on television. Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. That's fucking gold. As is Blackjack's shirt. And his picks in the NFL, which have been 12, 2, and 1 over the last two weeks.
1: And the chain hanging all the way down your very hairy chest, which is staring is, me in this the This is
2: what a man looks like, all right? You have the body of a six-year-old girl Which makes me uncomfortable Being in the same room as you This is what a man's body looks like I think I'm fit And I treat myself
1: right You're eating a quiche At 9am It's eggs Which are healthy Yeah I had an apple This morning Next
3: Kansas City at Cleveland Chiefs by eight
1: Stay away Walk as fast Stay away As you can.
2: You don't know. This game, Kansas City, I mean, look, everything in the world should tell you to take Kansas City here, but you finally get the stink of Hugh Jackson out of the building in Berea. Todd Haley is gone, who every quarterback he's ever had has hated his existence. You don't know. This could be a weird game where Cleveland plays closer than they should. You stay away from this game. Run away. Isn't that weird? Only I mean, thing I'll say? Yeah. If ahead. this line somehow Sunday morning gets to 10, I take Cleveland at 10.
1: Yeah, like I'm leaning towards Cleveland in this game. I actually feel like there's um, historically a bounce in the game after you fire a coach. Like there's oftentimes historically a bounce in the game after you change a quarterback. Like Kansas City. Um, but the Chiefs are just too lit right now. Why? Did he just say too lit? Yeah. How old are you? Old enough to know better? you like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that's a no. Okay. Uh, Georgina. New York Jets at Miami. Dolphins by three.
1: Nope. Yeah.
2: You don't know who's playing quarterback for Miami. Uh, Hard could week. Be, could be Tannehill. Could be Osweiler. The Jets off a couple of stinkers here in a row. This game this game stinks. As you like to say, this is
1: the corner TV game. It is the corner TV game. Scooch and I both agreed on that in the Wednesday podcast. Um, listen, don't forget, later on in the show, we have a very special guest, someone who's going to win an Oscar for the movie A Star Is Born. Uh, that was an uh, awkward plug. Well,
3: not everything in my life is smooth. Next. Chicago at Buffalo, Bears by 10. Yikes. Yikes.
1: So here's the thing. Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. It's Nathan Peterman. As you know, I have uh named Nathan Peterman. Nathan Pick Six. Oh, was that an original thought by you? No one else came up with that? No one else, no one else decided that's what they should name him. Okay. Okay? All right. So, yeah. It is. So what are you saying? I'm saying even though the Bills are ten point dogs at home and like this should be an automatic take, I can't do it because I kind of don't you can't trust bet the Bears. The Bills.
2: You can't bet the Bills. Also, though, the problem is the Bears. Eh, you don't know if Khalil Mack is playing. They said his status is essentially the same as last week, so I assume that means he's out. And Trubisky, uh, you're a Bears fan. Love What's him. your read on Trubisky? <sighs>
1: I think, uh, I think there have been times this season where the Bears have lost games because they didn't trust Mitchell Trubisky, and that was a mistake because they've needed more yards at times when he was playing well, and because they didn't leave the ball in his hands, they lost, and that worries me that they're looking at the end of the game and thinking we just got to give it to Jordan Howard instead of letting Trubisky throw the ball down the field one or two more times. Uh, That's number one. Number two, I worry a lot about his deep balls. Like, he is just wild. Go ahead. (laughs) He is just.
2: That's Blackjack's juvenile sense uh, of humor coming out.
1: He's just wildly inaccurate on his deep balls. So I think that's a problem. Because, like, this game today, the NFL today is about the back shoulder pass. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's about the deep ball.
2: Mm-hmm. So do you have a lean on this game?
1: I'd probably lean the Bills.
2: See, I would lean the other way. Well, then we're going to pass.
1: Yeah. You can't, you can't bet
2: Nathan Peterman.
1: Well, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm not going to bet it. And his backup is Matt Barkley. I'm not going to bet this game. There's nothing about it that appeals to me. Although uh, if we were like professionals, we wouldn't even be having the conversation. If we were professionals, we'd be on Cleveland, done. We'd, okay. be on, we'd, no. we'd be no. on the Bills. No, no, Don't. no, 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 You're not a professional. No, you are no, a square. No, 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 no. square. I'm not going to listen to you. You just wear a cowboy hat and sunglasses. All right, it's Blackjack's done listening
2: to you, okay? Because last week, Blackjack had to sit here and listen to you say the same crap about the Patriots laying 14. And you sat here and said, oh, that, that's never what a professional would do. That's ridiculous. You, you have to take 14 points. Not no. when the Buffalo Bills are in play. No. And that was with Derek Anderson, who is better than Nathan Peterman. Let's Nathan Peterman is the worst quarterback on an NFL roster right
1: now. He might be the worst quarterback on a college roster right now. He's awful. He might be the worst He's quarterback awful. on a peewee roster so, right now. So,
2: no, I don't want to hear that it's the sharp play to take the Bills because it's 10. Because that's not sharp. Okay, that's sticking to a rigid system with no flexibility. And that's not life, brother. Okay, that's not life. Life is fluid. Okay? Ten points with the Buffalo Bills is nothing.
3: Move on. Tampa Bay at Carolina, Panthers by six. So, Blackjack, do you believe in Fitzmagic? (laughs)
2: I really do. Blackjack really does. Let Blackjack tell you something. Oh, God. When Blackjack was watching that game uh, last week against Chad's favorite son, Andy Dalton, and Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in that game after Jameis Winston had just been god-awful, and he just takes him down the field Score, score, score. And then the two-point conversion. You want Fitzmagic. There it was. There it was. Little jump shovel pass to stay out of trouble and convert that play. Blackjack doesn't know how you don't believe in it at this point. Having said that, Blackjack's also a fan of the Carolina Panthers. He's a believer at this point
1: in them. Blackjack leans Tampa in this at six. Millman does not want to have any piece of this game. Fair enough. Blackjack doesn't love it. Next couple Los of games. Los
3: Angeles Chargers at Seattle. Seahawks by two.
1: This is a really hard game. Mm-hmm. This is a really, really hard Agreed. game. Agreed. Agreed. We talk about flexibility, right? Yep. I love the Chargers in this game. Blackjack does too. Love them. Yep. And I can't figure out, but I also love short home favorites. You know what the thing is with this
2: game is that Blackjack was not a huge believer in the Chargers when the season started because they tend to be frauds year in and year out. Takes one to know one? Uh, (laughs) Blackjack doesn't think so. Good comeback. But um, if you look at the Chargers' two losses, I mean, they're the Chiefs and the Rams. I I mean, you're You're talking about arguably two of the top three or four teams in the NFL. The Chargers have played really, really well. Now, Seattle is a tough place to play, and I, I get what your uh, compatriot, Bob Scucci, is saying when he says that this is a game that the Seahawks pull out because it generally is. But there's just such a gap in talent between these two teams at this point that I, Blackjack has a really hard time not taking the Chargers in this game.
1: Chad does, too and uh, I think we should do it. Phillip Rivers is just having a great year. Yep. Yep. I do worry about... I off do the worry bye. About, I, off the bye. I worry about the Seahawks' defense. Like, they, they have not missed a beat without Earl Thomas or Michael Kendricks. And I thought, you know, they were... Um, they, they had a tough game against the Rams, but everyone has a tough game against the Rams. First game after Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Then they destroyed the Raiders 28-3. to To me... This past weekend was the game where I felt like the chickens would come home to roost because they were without Earl Thomas now, sort of after their buy um, against a good team, and they played great. And their running game was great, and their offensive line played okay. Right, like, do we really know that Detroit's a good team? Detroit, no, has they been might have been fraud, so right? up and so, down. I,
2: Blackjack at this point looks at the Chargers off of a bye week with Melvin Gordon now healthier than he's been since the beginning of the year. Still questionable this week. Yeah, but he's going to play, and he should be fresher than he's been. Off a bye,
1: you know, two points, short spread. Blackjack says LA. Chad, join you. Are you saying uh, yes to LA just because you now want to move there and, and be Hollywood? Um, no. If,
2: I, if Blackjack wanted to move to L.A., he already would have because he is Hollywood personified, uh, but he chooses to remain in the grit and the grind of New York City. You know, no. Let's just be Just to real. be close to you.
1: Let's be real. Blackjack can't get the fuck off Long Island.
2: Well, why would Blackjack get off Long Island just to move out to L.A.?
1: Well, Blackjack's not living in New York City. Let's just be clear about that.
2: Neither is Chad. Chad's living up on a high Chad, hill in Greenwich, Connecticut, Chad, in between Mike <laughs> Greenberg and Vince
1: McMahon. Chad doesn't claim to live in New York City. Neither does Blackjack. You just said you prefer the grit and the grime of New York City. This is where Blackjack works.
2: Well, does, is he not in your office working, more than you? Working is a loose term. Georgina. You would know about that.
3: Houston at Denver. Denver by one.
1: I got a take. All right, let's have it. I love the Texans overall.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I love the Texans overall. You know that I have a Texans 20-1 to to win the Super Bowl ticket. Which I told you is idiotic. You know that I've been loving seeing what they've been doing the past few weeks. I like Denver in this game.
2: That's also idiotic. (laughs) They traded away Demarius Thomas to the Houston Texans. Who's going to play against
1: them? So they traded away a player who was older and not producing. I wrote in my Millman's Red Zone Diaries that I You mean family life with Chad? You got a problem with that? A lot of people gamble and have families. Yeah, you and Mike Greenberg. Our guest later today... You're going to make fun of him, too? He's going to have an Oscar on the shelf? Yeah. You
2: have an ESPN the magazine cover with you and Greenie. Greenie's not even on there. What's the deal with you and him? I don't even know him. What do you mean you don't know him? You worked at the same company for like a decade. There's 7,000 people there. You're like the identical person to him. You both have wives named Stacy.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. You know, I think his wife is from my hometown. You both have wives. That... Wait, isn't he from Chicago too? No, he's from New York.
2: Wait, he w- Oh, he went to Northwestern, right? I forgot. Better school. Um, then what? Well, I mean, everyone knows that Indiana is Northwestern safety school. That's true. So Greeny did go to Northwestern, got his start in the me- in the media business in Chicago, where you're from. You basically are twins. You dress identical to one another. You have the same body type, a thousand percent. Where are you not seeing the connection? You both live
1: in Greenwich. Guy, if I were making six mil a year, you think I'd be hoofing it with you drinking cheap, bubbly, and eating cold quiche?
2: Blackjack doesn't know. Maybe you're a poor decision maker. I mean, there's no way to figure it out.
1: Speaking of poor decisions, going with Houston in this case would be a bad idea, Jeans, my friend. Why? Houston is so overrated in this game. Look at who they've beaten. They've beaten Miami. Look at who Denver's beaten. But look who Denver is losing to, more importantly. They're losing to the hardest, to the best teams in the NFL right now. The Jets? The Jets are the one bad game. The one bad game. They got killed. We're doing the Broncos. No, we're not. Well, come up with something better. Until you come up with something better. We're not doing doing
2: the Broncos. At best, it's a maybe. Well, we only got a couple games left. We're not doing it. Well, right now it's in there.
1: Blackjack's the one who submits these picks. Blackjack doesn't... Blackjack's telling you it's not going in there. Blackjack is going to have to put it in there because right now we don't have anything else. How many do we have? Four. No, we have three, right? What do we have? We have the Los Angeles Chargers uh, plus two against the Seahawks. We have the Minnesota Vikings minus four and a half against the Lions. So we got three. The Washington Redskins minus one and a half against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So three. Tell me why you don't like Denver. Uh Houston. Tell is, me why you tell me, are okay. you saying to me right now you'd rather have Houston in this game than Denver? Absolutely, I would. You would put Denver Houston, you would put Houston is, in as the pick instead of Denver. Houston
2: is rolling right now. And as Our Action Network colleague, Chris Raybon has pointed out time and time again... He's good. Chris Raybon's really good. Vance Joseph might be the worst head coach in the NFL. The Broncos are simply overmatched. And the trade of Demaryius Thomas, while maybe it's not a huge on-the-field impact in terms of loss of his production, now you're asking a rookie in Cortland Sutton to step up in the very first week after this trade and take those receptions... Also, it sends a signal to your team. Does it not? Does no. it
1: not send a signal to that team that we are no. kind of waving the white flag here? Dude, they traded Demarius Thomas. They didn't trade DeAndre Hopkins. He's their number one. He's their number one. What does that tell you? He's their number one. You're making Demarius Thomas out to be Terrell Pryor. He, he's still a quality wide receiver. He is not the. He is not a number one receiver anymore. In Houston, he's number two, maybe number three.
2: No, he's number two. Well,
1: we'll see. Who's number three? Who's, I don't know. Who else? I don't know. Can you name me another wide out on that roster?
2: No. Didn't think so. Let's move on. So Los
3: Angeles at- Rams at New Orleans. Saints by one and a half. Rams. Saints.
1: Saints are the best team in the NFC. No, they're not. Saints are going to win this game outright. No, out, they're right? not. No, they're
2: not. And everyone knows how big of a fan Blackjack is of the Saints. Blackjack has a Super Bowl future on the Saints, which was a smart bet by Blackjack at 22 to 1. Well, Chad has a Super Bowl future on the Saints. Chad's also got eight others. However, these teams offensively are very, very close. Okay? I, I will give the Saints that. They are close to the Rams offensively. I would still give a slight edge to Los Angeles on offense, but on defense is where the difference is. The Rams are a markedly better defense, they are number one in the league. In pass rush rate. They have added now Dante Fowler from the Jaguars to boost that even further. The Saints' defense simply is not on par with the Rams' defense, which means all the Rams have to do is get a couple of stops during this game because I think their offense goes up and down the field. I, I, I'm i taking the Rams in the point and a half.
1: What does it say? You know, if everyone's getting so excited about Dante Fowler. No, I'm not. I'm, it's an like, addition. What, what does it it's say help. you? What does it say to you, he's the third overall pick like three years ago, and they're already giving up on him? What it says to, what it says to Blackjack is something very
2: simple. The Jaguars decided they weren't going to pay him long term, and a lot of that has to do with off-the-field issues, because Dante Fowler's had a lot of off-the-field issues. But that's not what we're here to debate. He's certainly an addition to that Rams defense. It makes them deeper, if nothing else. So we're
1: going to be on the Saints at one and a half. No, we're not. Well, brother, Blackjack is going to have to come to some kind of consensus on what we're going to do. No. Because right now we got three games. games We have have one more left. Let's have it. We have two more. Two more. Let's do them.
3: Green Bay at New England. Patriots by six.
2: I've got a take on this. I'd be shocked to hear what it is. Packers. Hmm. Blackjack likes the Packers here You don't give Aaron Rodgers that many points Plain and simple You just don't do it you, you, you have to look at this game Through the lens of Number one, the Packers Are a desperate team right now With the loss to LA The Packers need to get a win In the worst way, an outright win This is only the second time You've seen Rodgers and Brady on the field together you would think that would add a little bit of fire to Aaron Rodgers more than it would to Tom Brady. But even if you like the Patriots here, you're still getting a six-point cushion with the Packers. What are the odds that New England is going to go out there and beat this team by a touchdown plus with Aaron Rodgers on the other side? The Rams are, in Blackjack's estimation, the most complete team in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers went toe-to-toe with them and had a chance to win that game, should have had a chance to win that game, if not for Ty Montgomery, and may well have done it. Now you have a Patriots team, which Blackjack doesn't see how anyone can argue is a notch down from the Rams. And you're still going to give Aaron Rodgers six points. I'm
1: taking Rodgers in six. Let's put a pin in that for a second. Sure. I don't disagree with you, but I want to get to the next game. And see if that informs any of our decision-making for our final pick.
2: We have to make two picks.
1: I know. Okay. But I'm fairly certain we're going to agree on this This, this next pick.
3: Tennessee at Dallas. Cowboys by six and a half.
1: Tennessee. Titans. It's
2: like a no-brainer. And everyone knows how Blackjack feels about the Tennessee Titans. Everybody he knows. He hates them with the fire of a
1: thousand suns. Thousand suns.
2: Having said that, the Dallas Cowboys should not be six-point favorites. Blackjack is preaching the truth. This is absurd. absurd. The Titans are the off Titans a bye. Oh, so good. They're off, off a bye. Of, uh, they were what? Mike Frable. A, a one-point loss, one point to, loss the, to the, to the, the Chargers. Chargers? Absolutely. Tennessee. Ridiculous. So Titans and Packers, we're good. There's five. Cut it. Let's get to Bradley Cooper's interview.
1: Patriots, Packers, Rams, Saints, Texans, Broncos.
2: We do not have the Rams and the Saints. It's not going, we're not going to agree on that. I, listen, I love the Saints. I love the Saints, but
1: Blackjack can't give them to you. I think that's a massive mistake. This is it, my friend. This is home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. You think in the Superdome, in New Orleans, you don't want to bet on Drew Brees to win the fucking game? Drew Brees? Drew Brees, who's going to go down as one of the four greatest quarterbacks who ever He's lived? making
2: Blackjack's Tom Brady argument. That he's made for the last seven. You're
1: going to bet against Drew Brees against a defense that is getting better and better against a defense that completely shut down an offense that is nearly on par with the Rams that went toe to toe with the Rams. What are our choices? What are our choices for the fifth game? All right, let's say I take Denver and Houston out of it. It's the Saints. The Saints by one and a half to -hmm. win the game or the Patriots or the Packers plus 6. You honestly like the Saints
2: laying a point and a half against the most complete team in the NFL better than Aaron Rodgers getting 6 points. That's what you're telling me. I you know what? Blackjack is going to leave this up to you. L This is this is V Blackjack is going to leave this up to you and he's going to make the statement right here on these airwaves for the millions of listeners that the right choice here is the Packers. The Packers are the correct pick here. Aaron Rodgers will cover this number. If, even if you like the Saints, you have to admit it's a 50-50 proposition here. Aaron Rodgers catching six points in a big game against the Patriots is probably better than 50%, but I'm going to leave this up to you. You make our fifth pick. The Saints.
1: Okay, there it is. Here we go. We like the Washington Redskins minus one and a half against the Atlanta Falcons. We like the Minnesota Vikings minus four and a half against the Detroit Lions. We like the Los Angeles Chargers plus two against the Seattle Seahawks. We like the New Orleans Saints minus one and a half against the Los Angeles Rams. And we like the Tennessee Titans plus six and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, you got to stick around because we have such a great guest who was freaking hilarious. Uh, And you're going to love it. Plus, Mm -hmm. if you listen to that part of it, you will, of course, get to join Blackjack and I to go see A Star is Born on November 6th. You have to call our favorites hotline at 203-489-6647. The first voicemail in can join us. We're not paying for anything. Maybe the ticket. Maybe a soda. Maybe some popcorn. But we're not paying for you to get there. No. We're seeing it in Brooklyn. That's the only place it's going to be playing. We're going to be seeing A Star Is Born. We're going to check how much we cry. We're going to bring some prop sheets. Our next guest is going to win an Oscar for the movie. Stick around. All right, guys. Our very first guest on the Favorites podcast, the very first guest we've ever had as a call-in interview, he may well, Blackjack, he may well be nominated for an Oscar this year. If he's not, they should cancel the awards. He will be nominated. He will likely be nominated for an Oscar this year for the work he did on the best movie I've never seen, but one that Blackjack and I have been talking about all during the podcast, the one we're making props for on how often I'm going to cry. We're going to go see it together. And by the way, we're going to open it up to one lucky podcast listener who's going to get to join us, and we're going to tell you how you can do that. One listener will join us. We're not paying for anything. Like, you got to be in New York. <laughs> Maybe we'll pay, for the, we'll pay for the popcorn and the soda. Uh, listen, we have been talking about A Star is Born um, for weeks. And we've talked about the crying props and how often I will cry, how often Blackjack's going to cry, how often we'll cry together, how often Bradley Cooper cries, how often Lady Gaga cries. The, the level of tears could fill an ocean, right? So um, the other day, We get an email into our general inbox from a guy named Will Fetters. And I want to read what the subject line is. (laughs) The subject line's the best. Uh, Will, you okay with me reading this? Will's on the phone. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to give him the proper introduction. But ladies and gentlemen, Will Fetters is the co-writer of the screenplay A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper. Will, how are you?
4: I'm doing very well.
1: Uh, you're in L.A., you're, you're calling us, we're, we're calling you very early in the morning in L.A., but you have three very young kids, so it's not an inappropriate time. This is the email, and it's to, to our regular, like, dude, you are a big-time Hollywood screenwriter who's written a <laughs> bunch of movies, and, like, this is the email. Hi, I wrote A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper, and then the best part about it isn't, like, isn't, like, how amazing you could be or, like, how awesome the movie is. It is... um I wanted to offer my A Star Is Born prop handicaps as I'm a loyal listener to all three favorites podcasts and a uh, childhood dream of mine was to one day do something worthy of being gambled on.
4: You've succeeded. That is, that's it, you know? Everybody's talking about, I just want to be handicapped. I don't care if I actually get nominated. I just want I want Scrooge to make a line. That's all I want to see. You know? well,
1: here's what's cool yeah. is like, at some point, you know... Uh, one of the Oscars in February?
2: Yes. I think so, yeah.
1: 29th. So, sometime in February, Blackjack's going to be attending this year. Uh, it sometime- oh, yeah. <laughs> really would be
2: a crime if Blackjack didn't attend
4: the Oscars. Well,
1: I think, <laughs> I think you actually have to forget your wife if you're nominated. Just bring Blackjack. <laughs> I'll make
4: sure. Uh, Please. I'll put you in, in her spot, and, and if I get to her, I get to her.
1: Um, listen, mm-hmm. this is fantastic of you to send these in. We think it's awesome. I will tell you that, um, listen... This is the era of cranks the era of cranks and fake news. So you sent this in and I immediately thought, This guy's just fucking with us. That's what I thought. <laughs> I just didn't believe it, right? So I immediately went you know, to
4: that's why I said it from the one with the website attached. It would have been a lot of work. That, the fuck you. I, I know, that's right? And so, but that's I did. True.
1: I did go to the website, which is amazing, and people should go check it out. Um Say the name of your website on here because I can't look it up fast enough. I know it's like unfettered something.
4: It's unfettered. It's unfettered worldwide, which is a uh, Step Brothers reference. And if you didn't get that immediately, then uh you know we have to have a chat. Probably did not get it. Watching Step Brothers too many times. Did you, you get it, Chad? No, I didn't. Get,
2: you
1: didn't get the reference <laughs> to Prestige Worldwide. I didn't get it. Of course, he did this doesn't have to become about my.
4: No, don't go see a Star is Born. Just make Chad watch Step Brothers. That's what you, you should do. That. I don't,
1: I, <laughs> Chad, Chad may not
2: enjoy Step Brothers as much as he's going to enjoy a Star is Born. I don't know if that kind of humor is made for
1: Chad. <laughs> I'm very funny. Listen, this is what I did. I went. to... I'm very funny. Is what you said to that? <laughs> I went to. I went to Unfettered World Worldwide, which is which is which actually is very funny because. Uh, You and your partner had your moms write your bios, which was great. But even then, I also went to your IMDB page. Um, I thought one of my favorite lines on Unfettered Worldwide or somewhere else you had was that the posters for all the movies you've written are just (laughs) white couples uh, touching each other's faces.
4: Yeah, it's amazing. I, I hadn't seen the Star is Born uh, poster until, God, I don't even know when I saw it. But I, I saw, I, I, I busted out laughing. It could have been anything. You know, there's so many amazing images in the Absolutely. movie they could have used. And, and they used that. So I'm glad they kept consistent. Yeah.
2: So, Will, how, how did you get hooked up with Bradley Cooper to write this movie?
1: I was going to ask that
2: uh, question. Well, beach to it. Uh,
1: It's a very, it's a a kind of a
4: a surreal thing. I I worked on the movie forever. I first came on to write it nine years ago. And I, the event in development hell, and I did a a draft and it was good. And we immediately went out and the first director that was attached was Nick Cassavetes, who's a great guy and super cool. And um, I worked with Nick a little bit. And then we couldn't, they were trying to get, we always were trying to find the guy. Beyonce was loosely attached for a while. And then uh, that kind of fell apart. And then I mean, Clint Eastwood came on. That was a big one. And Clint, was came really close. Clint is uh, kind of known out here where, well, I mean, he's kind of known everywhere. But out here with Clint, is he, if he comes on to a movie, like it's going to get made. And that's the game in this business is you're just trying to get to, the, get to somebody to spend a bunch of money and get on set and make something. And so Clint actually first brought it to Bradley. And then I remember this vividly. I was you know, my, my producer, Bill Gerber, who is uh, a good friend of mine. He's the person who hired me on it and worked on this forever. I mean, for like, I think almost 20 years he's been involved with it. Um, And he, we had Clint and he was talking to Beyonce and I was doing rewrites for Clint and we were getting, they were like soft pre-production, they call it. They weren't spending money, but they were like flying to check out locations. And then I think he like read the script for Jersey Boys or something. Is that, that's something, that's the apocryphal story but in any event, I didn't hear from anybody for like a month. And then all of a sudden it was like, they can't make the dates work. since so going to do Jersey Boys and kind of everything fell apart. Uh, but that did lead to Bradley and Clint. I think that was the, the, the pretext for them meeting to do American Sniper. So that worked out well for them. And then that karmically came back after American Sniper where uh, Bradley had, I don't know, he always wanted, he's talked about it a bunch on the press store. Like He just always wanted to try to make a love story and he loves music. And this property got in front of him, and he read my draft. And then I remember getting a call like, are you available tomorrow to come out to Malibu? And I met him out in Malibu at one of his friend's house, and and we just talked it through and hit it off. And within two months, I was in London because he was doing the Elephant Man. We were starting to rewrite the script. so And we did work on it for a couple of years.
1: What did you cancel the day you were supposed to go to Malibu? You're very busy. I imagine you have something to do.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I probably canceled uh, sitting in a coffee shop, uh, staring at my computer and, uh, and checking, the, uh, checking the gambling lines for, I guess it would have been March, April. So I would have been looking at the NBA playoffs. That's what I, that's what I canceled. All
1: right. So let's talk about that for a second. That's a great story. And we're super psyched for you. And um, Blackjack, do you mind if I ask a question? Do you have a question you want to ask? Uh, Blackjack does. Blackjack would like to ask a question. <laughs>
2: Yeah, at, okay. will at what point was it when you were writing this? Was it when Bradley Cooper came on? At what point did you sit back and, and realize like, I think we've got something really special here?
4: Well, I knew Bradley was really special. Um, that's kind of a it sounds like kind of a pat answer, but I'll say that it was a couple of phases. Like when I first met that guy, um, he was talking through scenes in such a vivid, specific way. And he's a very, very talented, smart person. And so, I've been in the business long enough to kind of like meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he is one of those. He is one of those people that has like the the quality of. He's got everything. You know, he's charismatic. He's smart. Sure. But he really understands film. And he had some. He had really specific ideas. And one, I can remember him like acting out a couple of scenes he already had in his head. And um, so I knew he was gonna. And also, this is in the wake. Literally, I met him a month after the The uh, American Sniper Oscars, like, so he was at the height of that, and I knew what he was capable of, and I knew he wasn't going to come on and just like, kind of, it had a chance to be special, uh, and then we did a screen test for Gaga, uh, and I got to I got to spend some time with her and met her, and she's just such an exceptional mm-hmm. person. I mean, she's really yeah, humble. She great. She's it's just an unbelievably talented person, like as talented as everybody is uh, that her voice is something. It's like a special effect. I mean, it's really all the Michael Bay, you know, who's the best, probably the best action director in the world, you know, can't, you can spend $50 million in an action sequence, or you can just put the camera on her face and let her sing. Yeah. I mean, that's how, how, how incredible story. she is. So her being involved and then, you know, and then once you get into the production and stuff, it's funny. I did I, knowing I was going to talk to you guys. I thought about this, and, and I writing a screenplay is actually similar to handicapping a game, and and it is similar in this way. Like Ooh. you, we work really, really hard. And Bradley and I met over and over again. I wrote, I rewrote, we wrote, I don't know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of words. I don't know, we just kept writing and rewriting, changing scenes, sure. just refining, refining, um, and then you just kind of at a certain point. The director has to go make the movie. You're, you're writing a blueprint to build a house, so it wasn't until really I I kind of knew that the script was strong, but you know I didn't know I didn't know if all the performances were going to come together. I didn't know if it was all going to work. And then I saw a cut at a test screening, and and uh, it was the shallow scene where I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah, we're yep. just is it going to be something?"
1: Yep. <laughs> I have listened to that song. I haven't seen the movie, as we know. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. I have listened to (laughs) Shallow literally like probably 75 times. I just listened to it on Spotify on repeat. And like on Spotify, I have some of the soundtracks. I'll play it in the car. And then sometimes I will switch over to Lady Gaga. And the first song that plays is Shallow. And Will, what you're describing, the process you're describing of sort of writing a movie like Handicapping. I want
2: Handicapping, to see this guy's Spotify so bad.
1: <laughs> it, uh, it, it reminds me a lot of the way Blackjack and I Handicap. I feel like, you know, there's so much tension and drama and like we spend so much time working on it to get it right. And oftentimes when I look at Blackjack, I think it's like I'm staring into the deep blue pools of Bradley Cooper.
2: <laughs> That's a fact, Will. Uh, more important question, because Chad's just rambling at this point. Um, there was no question there. That was just yeah, you talking by the way, for here's 45 a, seconds. Here's a
1: bit of advice. Um, Can I give you some advice? When Will is talking, not gonna just let, let him talk. Don't be like, uh-huh. Um, sure. All right, yeah, you don't tell Blackjack what to do. All right? also, you, way, don't Black you don't tell what to do. You don't even know Lady Gaga, okay? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. You're acting like you, you haven't know even Lady seen Gaga. the movie, clown. I did see the Lady Gaga documentary, and I thought Will, she was spectacular.
2: More importantly, is when Blackjack writes the next great American film, can I bring it to you? Oh, oh my God! God. Do, I, do I now have? Are a connection? you kidding me? Does Blackjack now not have a connection good. in Hollywood, in the film you industry? a
4: connection. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, every, you know how, like, every rapper, like, there's a, like, Dr. Dre gets Eminem and then retires, and also like, right. Beats headphones and makes a billion dollars. And then Eminem gets 50 cents, and then he kind of doesn't have to work for, like, 10 years. Exactly. That's, I realize that's the game out here, too. You, I'd love for you to be my Eminem for 50 cents. And time. you know, you you know
2: what, play. Will? When you were describing Bradley Cooper, you were talking about someone smart, uh, with creative <laughs> vision. It felt like you were describing Blackjack in a way. So... <laughs> Blackjack thinks this could definitely be a thing where we collaborate and write the next great American film.
4: I, uh, also, yeah, I, I do think you know, Bradley does not refer to himself as Bradley in third person as often. But, you know, <laughs> but in, he did do it. Icons, the true icons can do it. Yeah. Chad <laughs> he, he... thinks Blackjack... Nobody
1: named Chad can, can refer to themselves in the third person. <laughs> Nobody. Chad thinks Blackjack is a fraud. And uh, will if well then? What met, does that say about
0: Chad for hiring met, Blackjack? If
1: you met Blackjack, <laughs> I was hiring a clown. I needed a personality. That's it. I needed the a only clown guy, on I, this I set you is like, you. I, it's like you I amuse do. me.
4: You're eating a quiche. <laughs> I like quiche. I think that your acrimony actually really helps you in the contest because I do the contest with a friend, and this year we're doing well. We're doing we're like a check we're like, like twenty two sixteen and two. We're, we're hanging in. We're in the pack. And, uh, and, but we have had trouble in the past because he's, we're, we're friends. And so we tend to, we were coming to compromise every week yep. for like the consensus and that's death. So like that Patriots game was absurd, but you were right. I mean, like the uh, blackjack Reed read was right, which is like at a certain point, Thank you. you know, if you don't know what to do, like take a stand on Tom Brady. And whereas like, if it was me and my friend the last couple of years, we would have ended up, you know, settling on like, you know, Kansas City, and that's just how that's how it would be for us. So I think you guys should keep up the acrimony; it's
1: helping you. I will tell you that I think you're both idiots because <laughs> wow, Tom you've Brady... insulted
2: our first guest ever on this show. <laughs> I call him like I see him. Nice, it. real nice. Tom this guy's Brady... going to be an Oscar <laughs> award winner, and you're going to call
1: him an idiot. What's he doing for me? He's he, you're going to ride. He his offered to tail. set a
2: screening up of the
1: film for you. That's
2: true. That was nice of him.
1: But here's the thing: Tom Brady didn't win that game. The really? Bills, the Bills lost that game.
2: The Bills lost that um, game. As you would say,
1: does it matter? The right side is the winning side. Well, how did you get into gambling? You seem to be an aficionado.
4: I'm not an aficionado. I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like every other hump out there. Just, just fun. And In in high school a little bit, but then in college was probably when I really remember starting to, to consistently lose money. It um, was like we had a, a bookie in an apartment complex that I lived in. Um, and I just started, you know, it's actually really funny. The first bookie it was like one of those, one of those years, the first couple of weeks of the NFL season, the favorites were coming in and this like really nice kid. who was like kind of smart and, and, you know, understood how bookies why put together two and two as to how like casinos are gigantic and beautiful. And he was like, I'm going to take bets from all these stupid college kids. And he got wiped out. I mean, he, he lost like thousands of dollars. And then this, like, degenerate guy who literally looked like a like a, like muscle came in and he became a bookie for the, and he made a fortune as <laughs> he was taking all of our action. And so I just kind of bet, you know, bet NFL pretty consistently. And then uh, I, met my, I have a couple friends out here that really got, got me kind of back into it. So after, when I left that, I, I would dabble and I love football and, and basketball, NFL, NBA. Um, so now it's like, I pretty consistently do – I do the contest the last three years, and
2: nice. I'll
4: do NBA playoffs, like consistently that NBA playoffs, which is always fun because I'll yep. take, like, you know, Memphis plus 100 to beat, you know, Golden State <laughs> two years ago, and they're up 2-1, and then they just get annihilated. It really, but in the NBA yeah, playoffs, but for that, years, for those really two days, serious. you're, you're on top of the world. The yeah, you should just bet the Warriors. We do it every year. I talk myself into, like, oh, maybe this is the year Zach Randolph and Marcus can grind him down. And cut to Clay Thompson hitting six threes in eight
1: minutes. I love talking sports with Will. He, I, he feels like one of us.
4: Yeah, it's because he is one of
2: us. We're men of the people. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. When we opened up this invitation for people to join us at the film, we haven't done it yet. We're well. I'm going to. This is going to air at the back end of the episode, Chad. I'm waiting. We for for somebody, will have done it.
1: I'm going to wait for somebody to give me the number that people can call. We will
2: have. I have the number. Um, we're men of the people, Will. When we wanted to invite a stranger to come and see A Star is Born with us, some in our office said we were insane. Um,
3: <laughs> Blackjack thought the only
2: insanity was that people would want to come and watch A Star is Born with me and Chad Millman, but, uh, if we're men of the people, so yeah, Will is one of us. It was, Chad, it was is. It was Chad Millman's idea to open it up to the people. It was Chad Millman's idea.
1: Uh, Will, before we let you go, um... Let's talk about, like, a couple of your props, okay? Because we're going to print this out, and we're going to bring it with us. Great. Uh, I want to know how you set some of these lines. Total cries, and cry shall be defined as tearing up, whether it's a full-on ugly sob or just getting a little verklempt. Tears of any kind equals a cry. Millman, two cries. The over, minus one thirty. The under, plus one-oh-five. Blackjack, two and a half cries. Mm -hmm. Your theory... Is that um, even though Blackjack has seen it, he's going to cry more? People totally have seen agree. the movie cry more. Explain totally that to agree.
4: me. That's just a. That's not why. It's a straw poll of people around me. I do think that there's a ton of little moments um, that you that you tend to feel more viscerally. Um, but you know, it's funny. I before, to get into how I set the lines, I actually realized I was missing like a key piece of information. If we have an extra two minutes, because I do wanted it. to run through something. I don't know if you guys are criers. In movies, oh, I am right? so massive Black I mean, cries blackjack in movies. By the way, blackjack, I had a feeling given that you'd seen a Star Is Born and really liked it, and enthusiastically talked about it a sports game Will, on sports. Well, let me blackjack. let me tell you I a, a let, me, let, me, let me tell you a funny story
2: about the night I saw a Star Is Born. It I was love the, to hear it. it was the night of the Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, it was an elimination game in the first round of the playoffs, and so uh, Blackjack had really wanted to see this movie, and so uh, he went to see it that night. Cried maybe twice uh, during the movie. Walked out of the movie and immediately said, you have to see that movie again because once you know how the story progresses, there's a lot of those, as you said, little moments early on that take on a lot more significance. And as I was pulling into my driveway, Blackjack gets a phone call from Paul LaDuca. Now, 10.30 at night, getting a phone call from Paul LaDuca... It can be any number of things. Sounds like tilt. It can be any number of things. Definitely (laughs) tilt. Was not. Paul LaDuca called me to tell me that he had just seen A Star is Born as well. No way. We went the same night during a baseball playoff game, elimination game, to see A Star is Born. And he said to me, I went to see it with my girlfriend and I'm sitting there sobbing like a fucking baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And Blackjack wow. said to him,
2: "Blackjack cried too, Paul. I, I mean, it was it was that's, just that's pretty amazing. It's that's it's one of those cool.
1: movies that if you don't cry, you just don't have a soul. So listen, <clears throat> I am also a crier at movies. The last movie I cried at was Crazy Rich Asians. I did it twice. What? what? Yeah. what? <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians." <laughs>
4: Well, you know the fact that it, the fact that the you know, the fact that it's a Holocaust movie, really does make it. You know,
2: Jesus.
1: there's a scene. There's a like scene cry, where, where like
2: oh, the
1: the mom Ooh. goes to play mahjong. Blackjack's gonna cry now. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple scenes in there that'll get you. I'm just saying. Have you seen it? No. What? Oh, no. believe Blackjack has not seen crazy. When Richards. did you just start referring to yourself as Blackjack? Like. As if that's uh, it. Blackjack started it today. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I want you to continue this thing. I really um, enjoy it.
1: All right, so have here we have go. Have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? I've seen Crazy Rich Asians. I loved it, and I did cry twice. Wow. All right. I cry at movies. That's a twist. Here's the thing. I, uh, there's nothing in my life that I am sentimental about or makes me cry. You have two children. Haven't cried. But <laughs> I cry... You have There's a beautiful wife. You should yeah, have cried.
2: You should have cried when that woman agreed
1: to marry you. Nope. Yeah, you should nope.
4: have.
1: Uh, but I cry at every movie. That's, I think, where my emotions uh, come out. I'm locking them up until the movies.
4: I wasn't going to move the line because you've listened to Shallow a bunch. Because I think the the impact of never having heard it is pretty unique. Once you've heard it, you know it's still... It'll be interesting to see because you don't have the context for it.
1: So I was going to say, I guy. think... I think so. The next one I want to talk about. This is the last one I want to talk about. Will Shallow yeah. be responsible for a Millman cry? Um, I will tell you. I have heard the song a thousand times, and and at, at two minutes and twenty eight seconds, Lady Gaga comes in like a rumbling thunder.
2: That's not when you're going to cry. And
1: she just destroys <laughs> that song.
2: Yeah, but that's not when you're going to cry. And
1: I am thinking when I have the context and it's on screen and I have the images, I am. I am going to be a blubber and fool. You'll be one before that. Well, I'm just thinking in that moment. The yes is minus 200, the no is plus 250. I like that you wrote in parentheses, Millman's got kids, seems like a guy who fearlessly takes chances, pursues dreams, definitely. Still has a best friend, totally. I'm all in on yes here. Will not only writes great movies, he writes great props, and he (laughs) understands, like he's playing the bookmaker game here. He
2: does take chances. He left a very lucrative career at ESPN to work with Blackjack. I yeah, know. Uh, yeah. that's, that's also that's, although that's part of the read. Blackjack is his new best friend, so
1: it's true. You I can't right live without you. Both of those. I'm crazy in love. Will Fetters
4: yeah, I thought your old best friend is gonna be hurt.
1: You know what? He doesn't even listen to the podcast, so fuck him. His wife does though. <laughs> Actually, no, his wife texted me the other day and said, Hey, you know, one of my friends who listened to your podcast, he said you mentioned uh, Matt the other day. Should I listen? I go, I-, I don't know. I think I mentioned him, and that was it. I don't know if you should be texting another man's wife. She's <laughs> like one of my best friends. Yeah, you know, things start. I, listen, people come into my orbit, and they all become friends. Is she a redhead? No. All right, she's safe. Yeah. Will Fetters, <laughs> uh, co-writer of A Star Is Born, brought it through development with many, many people. Took it to the screen with Bradley Cooper. You're gonna get nominated for an Oscar and when you're up there, we are gonna have a party just celebrating you, whether you win or not. We're just gonna do that.
4: I appreciate
2: that. Will next time I'm in that. LA, can we get together and like Are you party? kidding me?
4: sir, so, I mean, partying from F three small kids, so there's there's not a lot of party. So you need it. You, all, need it. you all need it. Black you need a blackjack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would I could I you could stay out for about like ten. 10.30. Nice. they're going to be up early. That's so. no big
2: deal, brother. Um, I, I start at 8 a.m., so. I'm so
1: freaking jealous of this conversation. I'm irritated. <laughs> I can't
4: believe Paul Duca went to see the movie. That's really, that's like the coolest. We went to see the most it the same game night game, when there was an elimination F-
2: playoff <laughs> baseball game on, and we had this conversation afterwards that we were both crying. We, we talked about it on the ESPN
1: Plus show the next day. Listen, I'd hate to break up this love affair, but we actually have I to really do the rest of the podcast. It.
4: I know. You got stuff to do. My kids are going to wake up soon. Yeah. I really Let Will go, Father. Uh, you are being so rude to our guest.
2: <laughs> You're a terrible host.
4: You guys are doing so good. Listen. I'm looking forward to your, your your talk show together when that happens, when the Action Network branches out. Will, if you want to, you know, listen, you well, got Hollywood
1: <laughs> Connections. If you want to produce that, you know, give us a call.
2: It's not up to you, Will. It's up to Chad getting out of the mansion in Greenwich and actually working a little bit. Oh,
1: my God. that See? It's tough Will, to leave the mansion in Greenwich. Actually. You don't want to be friends with Blackjack. Will, thanks for coming on the podcast. You're awesome, uh, awesome for doing this, awesome for writing that movie that I can't wait to see, so I can cry uh,
2: often. That's why he's waited.
4: So uh, we will send
1: you. Months. We will send you the results of the of the contest. I, I will be listening. So, All right, brother, look forward to it. Take All care, guys, Take care. Bye bye. Thanks. thanks, Will. Bye. All right, Blackjack and I want to thank our first guest ever on the favorites, Will Fetters, who co-wrote the screenplay for the movie A Star Is Born, and he's going to win an Oscar for that. Thank you for listening to The Favorites. We have shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, wherever you get your shows. Rate the podcast. Review the podcast if it's a really good review. Georgina is going to read your review on the air as she did today. Blackjack, thank you for joining me, as always, and bringing me some barefoot, bubbly, pink champagne. See you Monday morning. Be with Jeff Schwartz and Paula Duca recapping the week and looking ahead to the next. Until then, I'm Chad Milman of the Action Network.